the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. President Biden prepares for his State of the Union speech while polls show he is vastly unpopular. After two years, American people are less safe, they're less secure, they're less prosperous, less free under this president. Florida files a bill that targets Disney's self-governance. The concern about about Reed Creek was that a private corporation um, controlled a, a government. And Dell set to lay off around 6,000 employees. Dell has been cutting staff for the past two years, roughly, here. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Mike Scott. While President Biden is preparing for his State of the Union speech tonight, he will be facing many questions about his handling of the Chinese spy balloon and a series of polls that show that the majority of Americans are unsatisfied with the direction of the country. Still, Biden will focus on what Democrats believe are accomplishments from his first two years in office while setting the groundwork for what is expected to be a launch pad for his reelection campaign. Niall Stanage, the Hill's White House correspondent, says that the line Biden will try to walk is appearing empathetic to the American people while trying to paint an optimistic picture of the country. The president does want to present an optimistic vision for the future, as Blake mentioned in his report there. At the same time, he wants to exhibit some kind of empathy for those Americans who are struggling, particularly in the face of the inflation that has marked the the past year at least. So that attempt to be both optimistic and feel people's pain is, I think, a big part of the answer to that question. Stanage explains some of the things that Biden will see as accomplishments of his administration. Of course, it's former President Trump who, in a sense, has fired the starting pistol for 2024. But President Biden is expected sometime in the next couple of months to announce his own re-election bid. This is clearly an opportunity to firstly have a massive TV audience, secondly, get media attention onto his rationale. And I think a large part of that rationale will focus on the things he has already done, the laws he has already passed, as the benefits of those laws comes on stream. Things like a $35 per month limit for seniors for insulin, things like the infrastructure bill, things of that nature that would demonstrate, at least in the president's view, that government works and can still deliver tangible benefits to voters. Stanage goes on to say that Biden's speech will most likely include some feigned desire for bipartisanship. 
A big question, I think, tomorrow night is how confrontational is he going to be and how conciliatory is he going to be? President Biden, on one level, makes a big deal of the fact that he can reach across the aisle. He's very proud of his capacity as a dealmaker during three decades and more in the U.S. Senate, for example. At the same time, Nicole, we saw in the run-up to the midterms his attack on what he calls ultra-MAGA Republicans, an attack that I think one could certainly say proved electorally effective. So again, it's this duality, I think, that we're going to see tomorrow night, trying on one hand to offer bipartisan compromise, but also trying to paint at least a part of the GOP as enthralled to its extremists. Brian Deese, the White House director of the Economic Council believes that the Biden administration has a good story to tell about the economy, despite many Americans still feeling crushed by inflation. The kind of key measures of um, basic economic security, uh, do I have health insurance, do I have $400 in the bank um, in case my car breaks down or I have another emergency expense, am I um, late or delinquent on a credit card bill, am I facing foreclosure? If you look at all of those measures, more Americans believe they're in a better uh, economic uh, uh, position in terms of their own uh, balance sheet. Meanwhile, critics suggest that the challenge will be addressing Beijing, violating American airspace in such a way where he can try and convince Americans he is doing enough to protect U.S. sovereignty. Republicans already have plans to investigate Biden's response to the surveillance balloon, adding to a long line of probes that they have launched. Congressman Bob Good, a Republican from Virginia, says the GOP is focused on getting the economy back on track. We are actually trying to go in on the economy because, as you know, the Democrats, uh, largely Democrats with a few Republicans supporting, passed the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, which took away a lot of the leverage. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We have to impact the economy from a spending standpoint, but we're going to use the debt ceiling as leverage to do that. But beyond that, uh, what what Republicans are going to do is we're fighting back against the COVID vaccine mandates, the other emergency provisions that have hampered the economy under this president, that have harmed the economy under this president. We've got massive inflation. We've got war on American energy. We've got two million less Americans working than working two years ago. Good explains why it's important to hold the White House accountable for the economic policies that have led to 40-year highs in inflation. 
Well, there is a responsibility after having two years of unchecked uh, policies and harm done to the country by this administration that hasn't been held accountable by Democrats who controlled both houses of Congress. There's a responsibility for us to shed light on that, bring transparency and accountability, and I'm glad oversight and judiciary and some of these select committees are going to do that. However, what has caused the massive inflation has been the spending, which has also been reacted to by this administration with the increase in interest rates, which is causing more inflation because it causes housing prices to go up so much as well. And that's hurting the American people. After two years, the American people are less safe, they're less secure, they're less prosperous, less free under this president. Good goes on to say that he believes that regardless of the media's narrative, the American public will appreciate Republicans trying to balance the national budget. This isn't about politics, about what's doing right for the country. We can't continue to do what we've always done. We're going to get what we've always got. We can't. We got $32 trillion national debt. It's about $100,000 per citizen. The American people recognize we can't keep doing that. They know the debt is a larger percent of GDP than it's ever been since World War II. They recognize what it's causing on inflation, grocery prices, with the war on energy, what that's causing on gas prices and so forth. So they want us to be responsible. Joe Biden is being irresponsible. Eight times in the last 35 years, we've had meaningful spending reforms. All of them have been tied to the debt ceiling leverage that's been used. And even in, in, in 1994, when the, de- the Republicans did that, we won. We have won re-election, even if, even if the media blamed us or the public blamed us for the shutdown. We have won politically the next election because we did the right thing. Months of planning go into a State of the Union address with calls across the administration for big-picture goals and any pet projects that might get a presidential mention. Biden is known for rewrites and revisions of major speeches right until it's loaded into the teleprompter. Buffalo, New York experienced its strongest recorded earthquake in more than 40 years on Monday with a 3.8 magnitude shaker. Now, the quake hit about 1.24 miles east-northeast of West Seneca, New York, at a depth of about 1.86 miles. It hit around 6.15 a.m., according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Meteorologist Patrick Hammer was on duty and explains details of what he felt happened. It was just a sharp explosion. Earthquakes often have a roll. They last for like 30 seconds to a minute. Um, They don't happen as violently. They just kind of have a, a, a buildup and then a gradual dissension of power. This was just a sharp bang, and this is what we've learned and maybe what was the the cause of all of this. Let's get to it and show you what we got. First of all, it was a 3.8 of magnitude, which is, you know, a notable earthquake around here. The largest, by the way, in 56 years, all right, and a, a depth of three kilometers, which is pretty shallow uh, comparatively to other earthquakes that we have in California and, of course, like what we're seeing, unfortunately, in Turkey. They're far deeper and thus can have a lot more impact. Okay, there is a, an, an earthquake fault, if you will. It's called the Clarendon-Linden Fault. It extends from Lake Ontario through Genesee, Orleans, and then through Wyoming County, and it's likely that fault is a cause of our earthquake earthquake activity around western New York, and we have them. Hammer goes down the list of earthquakes the city has experienced over the years. But a cluster of them near Attica, and that's where the largest one has, was back in 1929, a 4.8, which, by the way, was about 10 times stronger than the one that we had today. Here's a list of the most recent earthquakes, 4.8 in Attica in 1929. We had a 4.3 in 1966. 
And again, you have to go back to 1967, 56 years ago, the last time we had an earthquake that was about this strong, a little stronger, at 4.1. They do happen, but they are very, very rare. There have been no reports of severe injuries or major damage resulting from the quake in Buffalo. This comes on the heels of a devastating 7.8 magnitude earthquake that occurred in southern Turkey, which has caused the deaths of at least 4,300. More than 100 aftershocks have been recorded. The showdown between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney continues with a new bill that has been filed. According to reports, the Sunshine State has grabbed control of Disney's Reedy Creek District, a district which has been largely self-governed by the massive corporation, stating that the House of Mouse must repay about $700 million in debt to the state and now begin paying taxes. DeSantis's deputy press secretary released a statement saying, quote, Florida is dissolving the corporate kingdom and beginning a new era of accountability and transparency. Another chapter has unfolded in the DeSantis versus Disney story. The governor proposes Florida lawmakers take control of the company's special district. Governor DeSantis said today, quote, the corporate kingdom has come to an end. The bill, which was filed by Florida politicians on Monday, would give DeSantis full control over the district and the ability to appoint the members of a board that oversee the district. Reporter Gail Pascal-Brown breaks down what Florida lawmakers are proposing. Governor Ron DeSantis says Walt Disney World will live under the same laws as everyone else. The Reedy Creek Improvement District, Disney's special governing district, has been in operation since 1967, but it was dissolved last year amid Disney's challenges to the governor's parental rights and education bill, which critics call the Don't Say Gay bill. Now, the governor says Disney will be responsible for its fair share of taxes and outstanding debts, including about a billion dollars in bonds, rather than leaving Orange County and Osceola county taxpayers on the hook. The rules proposed in the bill would ensure that anyone with connection to the theme park will not be able to serve on the Reedy Creek board. The bill will also eliminate Disney's ability to self-govern the area and allow the state to impose taxes on the area. Supporters of the bill say that it is a move in the right direction. The concern about about Reedy Creek was that a private corporation um, controlled a a government literally and had the right to issue government debt, and that was really only the government should issue government debt. Richard Fogelzong, author of the book Married to the Mouse, believes that the move will likely be challenged in court. How will the state be able to impose that on Disney if it takes away the company's authority. My guess is that some legislation will be passed and it'll take away some of Disney's powers and it may seek to put people not from the Disney company on their board of supervisors and and then Disney will sue and this issue will end up in the courts. The Reedy Creek Improvement District was created by the Florida legislature in 1967 and provided Disney with special privileges and self-governing rights. 
New York City is ending its COVID vaccination mandate for municipal workers like police and firefighters. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has more on this story. The vaccine mandate instituted for New York City workers, which led to the firing of hundreds who declined to get the shots and the subsequent lawsuits by some of them, will end on Friday, according to Mayor Eric Adams. The Democrat says this is the right moment for this decision, with more than 96 percent of city employees and more than 80 percent of city residents having received their initial COVID vaccine. City officials say the approximately 1,780 workers who were fired for failing to comply with the vaccine mandate will not get their jobs back automatically, but can apply for positions with their former agencies. Julie Walker, New York. Computer giant Dell is the most recent tech company to announce large layoffs, stating it is cutting 5% of its workforce. The hardware company cited the challenging global economic environment for the cuts. Dell's chief operating officer releasing a statement saying that previous moves are no longer enough. We now need to make additional decisions to prepare for the road ahead. The cuts amount to around 6,600 people, with Dell saying it has about 133,000 workers globally in its most recent annual report, filed in January of last year. Yahoo Finance's Brad Smith says this is just the latest in a series of cuts that Dell has been making to its workforce. Well, you hear about some companies that are saying that we overhired over the course of the pandemic. Dell has been cutting staff for the past two years, roughly here. The last time that they increased staff was between 2019 and into 2020. From 2020 into 2021, it moved lower by about 4.2 percent, four and a quarter percent there. And then in 2021 into 2022, you had roughly a 15 percent decline in their staff. So this is almost a continuation of what we've already seen from Dell. Does show a shift in some of the consumer appetite, at least right now. And then on the business to business side for Dell as well, perhaps shows some slowing down that they're seeing in uh, those net new portfolio clients that they're bringing on. Julie Hyman of Yahoo Finance also says that Dell's sales has seen a lot of slowdown. Yeah, a couple of additional things to note. Um, because of that gradual whittling down in staff, um, after these cuts are completed, it'll be the lowest total number of employees at Dell in about six years. Wow. So, you know, as you say, it's not exactly the same roadmap we've seen from some of these other tech companies. On the PC front, IDC was out with some interesting numbers earlier in the month about what the fourth quarter looked like for uh, the PC makers. And Dell not doing so hot here. If you look at their declines, there was a drop of 37.2% year over year in their shipments in the fourth quarter to 10.8 million. So they are the third largest PC shipment maker or PC maker uh, in the fourth quarter, that is, in terms of the number of shipments. But a lot of these, I mean, you know, yes, they were down the most, 37.2%, but none of these guys did very well, with the exception of Apple, which was down only 2.1%. So you definitely do see, you see some differentiation among these companies, but it's not huge. Dell shares fell 3.6% Monday after cuts were announced and are down 31%. Over the last 12 months, Britain faces a fresh wave of strikes, this time hitting basic health services. 
Daybreak Insider's Charles de la Desma has more on this developing story. Tens of thousands of nurses and ambulance staff have walked off the job in what unions are calling the biggest strike in history of the country's public health system. Victoria Busk, a trainee nursing associate at a trauma centre, says hospitals are understaffed and nurses run off our feet 24-7. The strikes pile more pressure on the state-funded National Health Service, already staggering under demand from winter viruses, staff shortages and backlogs built up during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Charles Duladesma. And would you pay for better seating? Well, the nation's largest movie theater chain is charging more for where you sit. Daybreak Insider Entertainment correspondent Margie Zaroleta has details on how much you will soon pay for the good seats. AMC Theater's new sightline pricing structure charges moviegoers based on where their seats are in the theater. Seats in the middle cost a dollar or two more, while seats in the front row are a little cheaper. Those value sightline seats require a membership in AMC's subscription service. AMC has rolled out the pricing in some locations and plans to have it in all its American theaters for showings after 4 p.m. by the end of the year. I'm Margie Zaroleta. And finally... Are you an adult who wishes they could get away from the kids altogether? Well, a woman in Melbourne, Australia, does. A young woman who goes by the name of Baby Soja on TikTok went viral after complaining she was so sick and tired of kids screaming she wanted an adults-only suburb. I would like to know when somebody is planning on opening an adults-only suburb, where everything in it is only for adults. Because I am so sick of going places and kids are just everywhere screaming and I just have to put up with it. I just went for a swim. They have their own pool and they're in the lap lane pool. Not swimming laps, just jumping in and screaming. And that's just allowed because they're allowed everywhere. So far, the video has been viewed about 140,000 times. And while... There are some people who balk at the idea of child-free spaces. Some parents are voicing their support, saying there does need to be child-free spaces. One parent commented, as a parent of two small children, I completely understand what you're saying and respect that child-free people need space too. Meanwhile, other commentators say there should be Adult-only restaurants, parks, and supermarkets as well. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.